This episode of Star Wars Tonight is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel is a mystery box for geeks and gamers. You can get one every month with free bonus items and free bonus Star Wars items at least $10 value. Make sure you head over to geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Star Wars Tonight. It is episode 45. I am Riley Blanton, your host. So glad you've joined us. Good evening to you. Good evening, good evening, or whatever time of day you happen to be listening to this very program. It is 15 days. That's right. 15 days, 5 hours, 1 minute, and 19 seconds, uh, as, as, uh, as, I, as we count, as we record this, until Rogue One, a Star Wars story, hits theaters. We can almost say two weeks. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, special guest host of the program tonight from Jedi News, it's Mr. James Burns. How's it going, James? Absolutely fine, but I'm going to say I disagree with you, sir. You disagree? Oh, well, oh, wait a second. Wait a, <laughs> wait a half a darn second. All right, all right, Brito, gloat. Just go for it. Gloat. <laughs> well, as is, uh, well, as has become the tradition, when it becomes a Marvel release or a Star Wars release, we get it earlier than you. Mm-hmm. But but let's be honest. Every single episode of Star Wars Rebels you get before us. Yeah, so true. you know there's there's you know there has to be some payback somewhere considering that we are the home of Star Wars. True, true, true. Uh, yeah. Well, and a begrudging congratulations to you. What day does it open in the UK? So officially, it opens on the fifteenth. Okay. In the UK, um, <clears throat> unofficially, I'm going to see it before. Yes. Uh, now, are they doing a, like a UK premiere? I know they did that for the Force Awakens, or is that even finalized? I don't know because like um, I, I I can't say at the moment. Okay, always I, in motion. The future is it, well um, It's literally being worked on as we speak right at the moment. And um, yeah, I was gonna say they're getting close on time there. <laughs> they are, they are, and um, plans are being finalized. And I'm I'm hopeful that. Uh, by tomorrow, we'll know exactly what's going nice. on. So yes, there. I mean, there are definitely plans afoot. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. And, uh, and and the Jedi News hat is firmly in the ring. Yes, yes. Well, we expect uh, amazing coverage from the UK premiere, as, as always, as always. And you know what? I'm willing to bet that that's definitely the case because, in fact, I was watching the uh, the Star Wars show earlier today, and uh, they they just announced the they're doing the red carpet premiere again in LA for Rogue One. So. Here's here's uh I'm, I mean I'm sure they're gonna do the UK I'm sure they're gonna do a, a, a million. I'm disappointed because we announced that on on uh, Radio One Three Eight last week. Oh really? Yeah. Wait wait so 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 you had the exclusive. Take that. Well yeah because we told because we told the world when the premiere was gonna be. Uh huh. And um, um, unfortunately, and this is and this is rather frustrating. We were actually invited this year to the LA premiere and the after party, oh, but no. we couldn't go. No. How frustrating is that? Uh, hey, can I? All right, uh, you remember? No, it, this it one was movie. not transferable. There's this one. <laughs> there's this one movie. It's called The Hunger Games, and there's a very well-known moment. And I volunteer as tribute. I know. I know. No. We tried that. We did try that, but <laughs> they said it was non-transferable. But. Well, uh, it just proves uh, – I've said this many times in the last week particularly as I've realized what this show is, which is this is the one time of year where I budget just a crap ton of time to doing nightly live streaming uh, yes. in the countdown to a Star Wars movie. And the only reason I do it is so that I can talk to other really cool Star Wars fans who are definitely way cooler than I am. And you definitely right, so prove me right. coming on then? <laughs> uh, well, tomorrow – tomorrow oh, okay. we, we have uh, – we have – no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, actually – yeah, uh, I think you're in good company. We'll put it that way, James. You're in good company. We've got Chris Taylor on tomorrow. 
of course, cool. with how Star Wars conquered the universe. And then uh, who knows the week after that? A lot of really cool things, actually, in the pot here. Certainly not going to a premiere. But uh, here's what you can do. James, you reminded me, so I'm going to take the moment right here at the top of the show to plug the, the unofficial Star Wars report uh, Rogue One opening night meetup. So if you, if you are in the Atlanta area and you're going to see Rogue One, particularly if you're going to go see Rogue One at uh, the uh, Regal Atlantic Station, uh, the, the largest and nicest and most expensive uh, theater in Atlanta, <laughs> uh, then you need to go to Meehan's Pub and Public House. It's right across the street from Regal Atlantic Station, right in Midtown, right in the heart of Midtown Atlanta. We're going to do a big meetup. We've already had a bunch of folks RSVP. Uh, all kinds of stuff. We've got the uh, Facebook event live at our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. And I'm going to be tweeting it out and talking all about it. But again, seriously, Shaz Bazaar, you're listening to me right now. Don't come into Atlanta Friday. You come in Thursday night, sir. That's what all I'm saying. It's a very specific call out. <laughs> so how close is that to the Coke Center and the aquarium? Oh, it's literally about six blocks Oh, no, wow. no, 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 no! I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Georgia Tech. It's it's like a a mile or two, a little bit of a short drive, but but okay. not too far at all. A, a, a safe distance. It's a great place. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a really nice theater. It's the IMAX 3D screening. It ain't no LA premiere, but you know what? what are you well, gonna I'll do? tell you what. How about this for a deal? Okay, and you can have two for the price of one on the 14th. Oh, which is the day before. Yes. Um, maybe me and uh, Mr. Newbold can uh, pop on. And tell you what we think just before you see it. <gasps> the, ooh, that there we go. Absolutely, consider the invitation. Well, see, but now I'm nervous. I get Why? super nervous in the no last. No spoilers. I mean, come on. We know. Well, we so know how the film here's ends. what here's how it happened. Like I got spoiler bombed in the day before The Force Awakens came out. We're, it's we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Well, and, and I to know. To be honest with you, everyone knows how the film's going to end. Yeah, they're all going to die, right? That's <laughs> well, no, no. Well, no. I think they get the plans. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I've said this also before on the show. I'm just preparing myself. Everyone just dies at the end. That's because that's what I'm just saying. I'm, it, that's it's got to be right. Well, who knows? I mean, they could be in older on places. Nah. <laughs> I no? see what okay, you. Right. I see what you did there. It's late here. It's gone midnight. So. I was gonna say we do appreciate you hanging out late with us. So let's get let's get straight into the news. We have more. More uh, news. In fact, we were uh, speaking of them all dying. Uh, the Rogue One uh, producer of Rogue One has confirmed. In fact, uh, this is a piece from GameStop. Uh, Dan Audi uh, over at GameStop uh, hits up the fact that uh, Kathleen Kennedy has confirmed that the film will remain a standalone entry in the blockbuster franchise. I find myself asking a question I've asked many times these last three weeks. James, why is this a story? <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, it's a non-story. And I think what's – honestly, I think what people are finally realizing – and this is, I think, Disney and Lucasfilm's biggest problem with, with Rogue One as a film and as a concept is that because this is the first standalone film, um, a lot of kids that I'm seeing and talk to and kids in you know, my, my children's classes and you know, bearing in mind my youngest yep. is only seven, they're all saying, where's BB-8? Where's Ray? And I'm like, hold on, hold on. This story takes place long time before that, a long time yeah, ago yeah, in a galaxy exactly. much, much further away. And, and people don't know that yet. So, um, or, or it would seem that if you're not a, star, a diehard Star Wars fan, you don't realize that. So, what I am, my understanding is, and I could get this completely wrong, is that now that Potter is out 
and uh, is doing pretty good numbers. Um, uh, as soon as we hit December, which we just have here in the uh, in the UK, um, you're just a few hours behind, that the message that Lucasfilm and Disney will be putting out is that this film very much takes place before the original 90, 1997 film. And consequently, we're not going to see those characters. This is the story of the crawl-up that we saw at the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah. So, so for all those that were lucky enough to be at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year, mm-hmm. and you saw the awesome trailer that they did there where yes. you saw the crawl going up and then the burnout. <gasps> and Can we please do you remember that? that? Yes, it was so great. Ah. I, I mean, love- that, to me, is what should be being shown as part of the trailers on TV because that will... People will get yes, it. Yes, please. Yeah, so I'm you. hopeful that that's what they're going to do. Thank hopeful you, James. Because you can show Darth Vader all you want, but he sort of transcends any kind of timeline. It's just like, well, it's Darth Vader. It's, it's just sort of like the, the Mickey Mouse of Star Wars. Like Everybody recognizes him. I don't think that just showing Darth Vader says, well, I believe that probably means it's got to be uh, set between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Right, Correct. I think that's right. No, no, Correct. that's the, exactly that's 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 the way it's got to be. Again, it's it's one of the things that I, I guess since it's official from Kathleen Kennedy, that's sort of like the piece of news. But <laughs> I don't know whether it's the Carrie Fisher affair, it's not whether it's this yeah, exactly. news. I, it's it, a lot of non-news circling around. Yeah. Look, I think now that Gareth is beginning to um, to go on the circuit, and there'll be more and more things. Yes. This week, there'll be lots and lots of news coming out from this weekend. Um, I don't know if people know what's going on this weekend, but there's lots and lots of news happening. Yes. There's lots of events happening this weekend. Um, oh, absolutely. So well, I think there'll be a lot of press. And we're get exactly, and we're getting to the, the my favorite phase, my absolute favorite fra- phase of of a Star Wars movie coming out, which is just the the giant interview circus. That yes. is about to start, and and that's what you have to be. In fact, we are uniquely qualified to cover this because you can't possibly cover the entire circus that is a press tour for a big movie like this uh, unless you're doing it every night. So, are you doing the junket? Are you doing the junket this I, weekend? I, oh. I, I wish. I wish. No, 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 no. But okay. what we are doing is we'll be talking about everyone else doing it and uh, okay. making fun of all of the recycled interviews. No, no. What we, but you know what? But there's already a piece. Who was it? Vanity Fair? Some magazine did, right. a, yep. did a piece with, uh, I, I almost said Jen Urso, with Felicity Jones. Uh, I don't have the audio of it, but where she did like a high school yearbook version of Star Wars characters. Yep. Most likely to succeed. Uh, Which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was that. Uh, I have not had the chance to see that video, but but uh, yeah, I, actually, in fact, I do have that in our notes. That looks pretty amazing, but I won't play it because, unfortunately, the way my setup is, because we're not in studio, uh, I, I don't want to deprive James of it. But we will link it up in the notes, which I think brings us to that phase. Um, yes, Glamour magazine. What is there much to be revealed? Before is there? Do you have? Here's a better question, James. Do you have um, information that you feel like you want to know or need to know that will help you be more excited about this film? Is there kind of still a, a deficit between this film and perhaps how you felt with The Force Awakens? It's it's really hard not to make that comparison. It is, but this is a very very different film because we didn't know how The Force Awakens was going to end. Yeah. Um, what was going to happen necessarily to all the characters. Now, I appreciate we don't know 
that, although, you know, uh, some actor sort of slipped up on the celebration stage and gave something away. I actually but, I actually didn't hear that. I was in the audience and somehow avoided that spoiler because, like, I was pretty far back. So, like, there was some noise. There was something that, like, distracted me at just the right moment. And I heard, but what I did hear was, like, the reaction and just, yes. like, a scattered gasps. <gasps> yes. So, look, look, I think this is, this for me is Star Wars' version of Titanic. We know how the film is going to end, but we don't know the journey they're going to go on to actually retrieve the plans at the end. So yeah. with, with, with Titanic, we knew that the boat was going to sink, um, but again, we didn't know necessarily the journey that they were going to go on for that to happen. Um, yeah. And, you know, John Knoll has spent you know, an, a, a huge amount of time. He sold the story to George. He then sold the story to Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, we know that they all liked it, obviously. And uh, I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see how that all plays out yeah. and, and, and what happens to these characters. And I think that they've been very, very clever to bring in some characters from, or a character from the Clone Wars. And who knows, there may even be a character from uh, uh, Rebels in there as well. That's yeah. been rumored. And, other bits and pieces and you know Tarkin's been rumored mm. and we know Vader's in there well so, and Tarkin only just got confirmed was it yesterday I believe yep yep finally got the which was I was which was I was kind of I'm not gonna lie I was sad by the way they revealed that I don't I don't want to see the back of his head as the official announcement from EW let's see let's get like a proper reveal you although know, you know what I bet there's secrets buried within that character as far as like the portrayal and the visual effects it'll take to do it Absolutely, and John Knowles alluded to that and said and said previously that he that that was something he didn't want to talk about. But you know what? If people have read Catalyst, yeah, uh, yep. which is a great novel, um, and I've I've got some really really interesting theories on that novel as a whole. But if you haven't read it um, and you are a Star Wars fan, I, I I highly recommend that that's your homework for Rogue One. Going into Rogue One, it gives you an insight into Galen and some of the other characters, including Tarkin and uh, Krennic and others. I was. And I, I, sorry to interrupt, uh, James, but I, I was reading a piece in IO9. I have not read the book yet, but a, a piece in IO9 that kind of featured uh, the comparison and contrast between the two competing egos of sorts between Orson Krennic, this sort of lower class engineer who fights his way to the top and to to get on the Death Star project, and then the sort of aristocrat, uh, proud Tarkin who just has you know full command with no with no challenge and how that might be an interesting dynamic hopefully in the in Rogue One so yeah it is and what was for me one of the parallels that I that I sort of drew from the book um and I know that the guys covered this in uh, the latest take cover which is coming out next Wednesday um is I I honestly felt when I was reading the book that Galen came across as George Oh really? I I really really saw George Lucas in Galen's character, somebody that was very very motivated, but found it hard to focus. But when he was focused, was completely in the zone. Yeah. Um. Mm. And and to me, I don't know why the whole way through reading the book, all I could think think of was George, which was really interesting. So um, we've actually got somebody in the middle of uh, interviewing James, uh, the author for us. Yeah. Um, so we're hopefully going to pose that question to him to see whether, mm. you know, that actually came up. Oh, see, now that, see, now I'm now you've got me intrigued. Now yeah. you've got me hooked in, man. 
Uh, yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well. Wow. We are we are rolling through the show. In fact, I, I there's I we. I find myself on some of these episodes where I keep running out of time, but fortunately we do have time to ask you uh, some some parting questions uh, kind of about Star Wars generally. I'm working on this kind of holiday project uh, for the litany of different guest hosts that we've had on. We've had we've had some who are able to, some who we ran out of time, but we do have we're going to get James thoughts on some some broader, headier if you will, and perhaps even more philosophical uh, Star Wars thoughts, and and of course, who else but a British man? I think can really punctuate that well as we end the episode. But before we get there, I do want to make mention of our sponsor for this episode and thank uh, Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel is sponsoring all of the run of Star Wars tonight. That's right, all the way to Rogue One and even the Fallout as we do our review episodes. Uh, Geek Fuel is sponsoring the show, and we do thank them. What they are is a monthly subscription mystery box for geeks, gamers, and Star Wars fans. Each box. Contains five to seven geeky items, posters, t-shirts, and if you sign up through their URL, geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report, they're going to give you a free bonus Star Wars item with your free with your first box. So we do thank Geek Fuel for uh, supporting us. Make sure you use that URL, geekfuel.com slash Star Wars Report. Now, James... Uh, I'm excited because uh, I'm very interested. We get all kinds of different answers to these same two questions that I've been asking here on Star Wars tonight. So, without any uh, without any further ado, let me just ask you: in terms of um, in terms of the uh, broad cultural appeal, what is it that makes Star Wars so special, in your opinion? I think it's the fans. I think George has created this amazing sandbox that we've all fallen in love with, and that in itself is so special and has uh, given so much to all of us in different ways. You know, we've, we've all found our way through Star Wars in many different ways, whether it be through school or love or life. Everyone's done that, whether it, you know, collecting, whatever. But without the people, without, you know, going to conventions and meeting people, um, you and I have talked about this before. I can go anywhere in the world now and find a like-minded fan and instantly have a conversation and strike up a friendship. And I don't think there's anything else apart from um, Masonics or uh, I don't know whether you have that in the US. Um, it's not a cult per se, but it's you know it's yeah. it's 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 a group of people that meet and they raise money for charity and things. And and, and you know c- compare that to what we do. You know, when somebody, God forbid, is 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 very very ill, the community rallies around, raises money, tries to help. When somebody has a disaster with their collection, again, the same thing happens. R2K T, all you know, all of them amazing things that we do as a community, um, and all of the fabulous fan things that are done in the name of Star Wars, it's just incredible. And I, there isn't any other fandom, hand on heart, in the world that I think has achieved what what this has done to this level. Um, I mean, I know Star Wars is, you know, the biggest franchise of all time. It's definitely, in terms of merchandise, surpassed anything. There's no other franchise that has been able to come close in any way. Uh, they've tried. Lots and lots and lots of, have tried, but nothing's come close. So for me, it's the friendships um, and the people that I've met over, you know, I've been doing this 20 years or so. So so all those people that I've met all over the world and all the places that I've been able to go to 
with my family, with my kids, with my wife. I mean, that's, you know, that's amazing. I've been to some places I would never, ever have dreamed of going. And that's all down to this. So, you know, what's, what's not to like? It's just, the, it's the gift that keeps on giving, really. Yeah, no, so true. It is so true. And I think it's something that, uh, especially in the context of, of the, the community, when you say the fans, that's, that doesn't, that, that's not describing the people who like to go see the movie on opening night. That's describing uh, an element of, of the community that I see in action all the time, whether it's the 501st or even just like the local Atlanta Hotliner Rebels um, throwing big Star Wars parties for families. And everyone comes in to support, you know, sub- people who would be total strangers if it weren't for just Star Wars. And it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's so, so impactful. Um, well, and then for you, James, personally, how has uh, Star Wars impacted you? Um, well, it's changed my life. I mean, it's completely changed my life. I mean, you know, here I am, um, you know, a 45-year-old man who spends, you know, his week spending half of my time writing software and half of my, half of my time writing Star Wars stuff, um, whether it be for StarWars.com, The Insider, Build a Millennium Falcon, various other things. Um, I've, I've even, uh, this week, I've been writing questions for a BBC quiz pilot that is being filmed tomorrow. Um, uh, so, 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 you know, whatever I'm doing, Star Wars has an impact on, um, and also in my kids' lives as well. And it's, it's, look, when, when you look at it in its, in its rawest form, Star Wars is the ultimate, um, story of, of good versus evil. And at the end of that, we see good prevailing, and who doesn't want that in their lives? Who doesn't want, uh, you know, that, that potentially to happen to them? You know, when, when we look around the world and we look at all the, the pain and suffering and anguish that goes on on a daily basis, whether it be a plane going down with a football team on, which happened yesterday, which is horrific, yeah. or whether it be, um, I don't know, some bizarre lunatic being um, uh, elected president of, you know, one of the biggest countries in the world or... Uh, you know, famines and people not... I mean, there's just so many horrible, bad things that people don't like. And um, Star Wars is a way to to escape that, to to find some solace, to try and find the good. And what's what's really nice, for the most part, and there's... I'd like to think there's very little of, you know, negativity that goes on behind the scenes. I know people hate the prequels or whatever, but for the most part, People love this stuff. People just enjoy it and see it for what it is. And that, that to me is just so, so special. And um, it's just the opportunities that it's given me and so many other people. And I got married 20 years ago uh, in 1996. And my wife, for that first Christmas Hanukkah together, she went and bought me a, a vintage work because my whole collection had been destroyed uh, when I was uh, 16, 17. Oh, wow. And, 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 and that sparked, unfortunately for her, uh, a collection of almost 40,000 items I amassed over the last 20 years. Uh, two extensions. And, but, but beyond all of that, and more important than all of that, is all the friendships. Because without that, I think yes. everything would be, would, would be meaningless. And if you go to Steve Sansweet and you go to Rancher Obi-Wan, and if you're not a member, you really should be because people need to be supporting Rancher Obi-Wan. It is 
an incredible, incredible place that preser- preserves the history of Star Wars and serves as uh, a guide of the last 40 years of how this amazing film franchise has has penetrated every aspect of every part of modern day life. And, you know, there's a story behind every single thing in his collection. There's a story behind pretty much everything in my collection. And I'm sure the same would be of you and, and anybody else that you ask. And I, I, I just think that, you know, that's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, when you stand back and look at what one man believed to be, you know, a story that he wanted to tell and how far that's been taken and the industry behind it. And I know right now, you know, with the advent of Disney buying Lucasfilm, it's about making money because that's what they have to do. And people forget that, that, you know, five years ago, if George wanted to make an episode of Clone Wars for $2 million, that $2 million was coming out of his pocket. He was happy to do that. Right now, if they're making an episode of Star Wars Rebels and they're, and they're spending $600,000 on it, so a third of what they were spending on an episode of the Clone Wars, that money has to be justified to the shareholders. But, but... Thankfully, with the likes of Dave Filoni, Leland Chi, Pablo Hidalgo, and lots and lots and lots of others, Kathleen Kennedy, and lots of others working at Lucasfilm, they're doing a bloody good job. And, you know, honestly, hand on heart, I, I, I think, you know, the road ahead looks bright. And, I mean, we've got so much to look forward to. Uh, it scares the living daylights out of me that, you know, I may not be alive for the last Star Wars film. But it is what it is. But, you know, it's it's brought, bringing a whole new generation of of people into it, and being able to go to the cinema and take my family to go and see a Star Wars film together is incredibly exciting. Something I never ever thought I'd be able to do. Yes, it's so true, and it is. It's a weird thing to think about, but when it comes to Star Wars and its and its future, it is bright, and it's not just the fact that even I, uh, it, you know, a kid of the '90s who grew up with the prequels, I won't live to see the last Star Wars film. And, and and that's that it can sound sad on one hand, but on the other hand, there will never be a time when I'm alive when there isn't a, another Star Wars generation coming up. And yep. I find that exciting, uh, for sure. Uh, James, you so eloquently put, I couldn't possibly. Uh, add, Sorry for add to rambling, it. though. No, no, it's uh, that's beautifully put, beautifully put, and I I look forward to putting uh, yours and so many other. Uh, a- Amy Ratcliffe had an incredible one as well, um, and I'm just gonna. I can't wait to put them all together uh, at at the end of the season post Rogue One as kind of a our own uh, Christmas celebration. So I really appreciate you contributing, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know once we do that. And, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I can't possibly end it on a better note, so let's bring this episode, episode 45 of Star Wars Tonight, uh, to a close. Uh, James, seriously, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Uh, tell us all about uh, Jedi News and, of course, Radio 1138. Where can folks find you? So people can find us at jedinews.co.uk or jedinews.com. You can find the podcast network, Jedi News Network, on iTunes, on Libsyn, on Google Play. We've got an app as well. I mean, uh, Jedi News is, is, is pretty much everywhere on Facebook. And on Facebook, it's Jedi News. On Twitter and Instagram, and Instagram even, it's Jedi News UK. And, yeah, please, you know, um, get, in, get in contact. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, we are listening. Oh, awesome, awesome. And make sure you follow James on Twitter also. It's at Planet Burns. Uh, yes. and, uh, and then stay tuned. Like I say, we've got uh, some more really cool guests coming up next week. I'm still wa- working on finalizing that process. But tomorrow night, 
Uh, it's uh, Chris Taylor of How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, one of my favorite uh, favorite guys, enormously knowledgeable in the world of Star Wars uh, productions. So it's going to be a great show tomorrow as well. Uh, make sure that you also uh, s- uh, follow the show on Twitter. It's at Star Wars Tonight. That's where we give you updates on the broadcast location and schedule, uh, as well as the upcoming guests. So make sure you follow us, Star Wars Tonight. That's the username, as well as uh, following us, the the network on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. And then if uh, you can follow me on Twitter as well, it's at the Riley Guy for Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, and, and as has become a tradition here, everything except Google Plus, because that's not a thing. <laughs> <All I'm> agreed. <laughs> All right. Until next time, folks, we'll see you. Have a great night. And we are off air, sir. Awesome. Boom, boom. Look at that. Thanks, James.